Hi everyone, welcome back for another blessful episode of Encouragement Daily's podcast show. I'm your host, Timothy Bell. Thanks for joining in this week for episode 236. This week's message is, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining in this week and receiving of another blessful, encouraging message from the words of God. I pray that all things are going well with everyone as we have transitioned from one week to another week. Uh, brothers and sisters, blessful, blessful, blessfulness of that of God's kingdom showering forth upon thee as we come into the beginning of another week. We're transitioning over. I know for some, you know, they consider this day to be hump day. But brothers and sisters, I celebrate it as it being another week uh, coming forth upon us and we we usher out the passing days and we receive and usher in the days that cometh forth. So in this week's message, I, I, I pray that as these scriptures come forth, that it will be a blessing unto you. Uh, you know, reading out of this, 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 this part of God's word, uh, I find a lot of knowledge in this particular book. I find uh, a lot of times that it hits on on life in a way that we don't really think about sometimes. It it, it, it brings forth some thoughts and it brings forth some understanding that if we take the time, we really truly will be receivers of knowledge. But we we don't look at knowledge like this all the time uh and i don't know if it's because our minds in that of the flesh are so geared to worldly knowledge that when truthful knowledge comes forth we are unable to perceive it because we're perceiving things in that of the flesh instead of that of the spirit but in that in the book of proverbs my brothers and sisters there is truthfully a lot of knowledge. Proverbs hits on various different things. And uh, in the parables that are in Proverbs, you, you, you really have to be in an open mindset and, and your heart really truly have to be open and joyful in your spirit to be receiveth of the knowledge that's coming forth from that of Proverbs. Uh, one can't just pick up the Bible, open up the Proverbs, and just start reading um, unless you're ready to receive. Unless you're ready to, to truly uh, allow yourself to be able to perceive what you're, what you're reading so that you can receive that knowledge. Because Proverbs, Proverbs takes, takes parables to me. To me, this is, where I, this is, this is my opinion. To me, it takes probable, you know, takes that and, 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 and really takes it to the next level. And you have to really be in that mindset where you're really truthfully craving for knowledge. And if you're just like, oh, I'm just going to read, I'm just going to this, I'm just going to that, then you're not going to really perceive that knowledge like you need to. Thus, you won't receive it as needed and the effects will not be the same now that's my opinion that's my opinion and that's from my experiences in reading the word uh from that of the book of proverbs uh proverbs just like any other part of god's word you do have to Read it in a way that your mind is absorbing the word as you read it. You're allowing yourself to really truly in that of your spirit to experience that word. And when I say experience, I'm I, I meaning that, well, let me put it this way. I have found myself on many occasions when I read the word. I can almost sense, I can almost picture myself being right there as I read the word. 
when I read in Psalms, I can almost just picture myself, you know, being like, I can just, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I know it may sound, you know, a little kind of like far-fetched for some of y'all, but truthfully, I, I, I have moments where I can actually sense and, you know, the surroundings of what it's like back then in that, in that time, and I can actually see myself. In that 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 day and age, and actually seeing David do this, and see David do that, and David going through this, and David when he danced in the court, I can actually close my eyes, and I can truly picture that all the way down to when his wife came forth and said something unto him, basically kind of like rebuking him because of how he was presenting himself as he danced <laughs> uh, in the court there. But, you know, and I think that's what's so good about God's word, that if you do allow yourself to really truly get caught up in God's word in a way to where, not like you would say, oh, you know, man, I got caught up in that book about this, you know, about this, this, this fairy did this and this fairy did. No, 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 no. No, we we ain't talking about no fairies and you know and 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 little butterflies. No, we talking about some serious, straight up, truthful word and knowledge. Uh, and God's word in the the book should not be treated as a fairy tale. Uh, that's just my opinion. You know, uh, I'm sure there's a lot lot of people out there that probably think it is a fairy tale. There's a lot of people out there who think that it is a uh, uh, you know, untruthful, uh, you know, that it's a fantasy, or, you know, or whatever. But I, I, I simply, man, look, at the end of the day, the only thing I really got to say about it is, what do you really have to lose? What, what, what do you really have to lose by living your life in a manner to where you are living a clean life? You're living uh, a life that is, uh, um, un untoxifying unto others and unto yourself, and you're you're peace. You're at peace. You're living a peaceful life. You're treating others, you know, in in that respect and dignity in the same manner which you desire to be treated. I I mean, you know, you're showing love and kindness unto you know others. What what's wrong with that? I mean, is there going to be people who are going to take a try to take advantage of that? Yes. There are going to be people who, and there are people who do try to take advantage of people who live their lives in that way of that of Christ, you know, and try to take advantage of them, thinking that, you know, hey, they're naive, they don't know any better, uh, you know, they're going to let me just say whatever to them, and they ain't going to respond back, they're not going to, you know, retaliate or whatever, whatever, whatever. But let, let me let me recall your attention to the, the phrase, uh, what, you know, the part in the Bible that says, that verse that says, Revenge is mine, thus says the Lord. So let me recall, let me recall that scripture back unto you. And let me, you know, bring your attention to that scripture. So for those who think that, oh, I can get over on, you know, on this particular person because, you know, they're living their lives in a way that seems to be uh, very uh, humble, uh very meek and they just seem to be you know a pushover they just seem to be someone that you can run over they just seem to be someone that you can you know deceive and deceive they just seem to be someone that you can mistreat and, and talk all kind of way and doing all kind of things to them but let me tell you something do not take their humbleness for weakness do not take their humbleness for weakness but not just that the word also says <laughs> do my anointed no harm. A word tells us that, that, you know, hey, be mindful how you treat my prophets and, 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 and bring no harm unto that of my, you know, unto that of my anointed. You know, do, do, no, don't do that. The word says that. And then also, you know, like I said earlier, Vengeance is mine, thus says the Lord. So, just because a person is not all gun ho about trying to get back at you for something that you did or may be doing to them, that doesn't let you off the hook. 
You don't think don't think that you've gotten away all free and scot clear, you know, yeah man, I got over them, you know, man, I, I treated them like a straight out dog. Guess what? Your time is coming. Your time is coming. And it, it may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, it may not be next week, it may not be next next month. It may not even be next year. But your time is coming. And trust me, what the Lord thy God will bring forth upon you is ten times worse than what I could do. Ten times worse. And that's not me speaking a curse on you. That's not me speaking anything negative against you. I'm, I'm truthfully just speaking facts. Because the word tells us this. So, as we receive knowledge, my brothers and sisters, as we receive the opportunity, and we have the opportunity open unto us to be receiveth of knowledge, to, to have knowledgeable wisdom instilled into us, be that from that of God's word, I think we ought to allow ourselves the opportunity to at least be in the presence of that knowledge so that we put ourselves in a position with an open heart, open mind, and joyfulness in our spirits, that we may be able to perceive, thus receiving that word, that it may be joyfully carried out in our lives. Now, the word also does tell us to be mindful and be judgmental of spirits. And we will know, you know, when we do, it tells us what to do to be able to discern whether or not a spirit is truthful, whether or not a prophet is truthful. And the word does tell us to be mindful of that of any kind of doctrine that does not line up with the word of God. So we are living in those days right now, my brothers and sisters. And I know there will be those that will listen to this message and other messages that have come come across and come forth. And even those that God will bless me to be able to bring forth in that of the future and the time coming forth. And they probably will try to scrutinize it. I know they will. They will try to scrutinize what I say. They will try to scrutinize me, period, in general. And the only thing I have to say to that is this. I am doing what I sense is laid upon my heart to do. I bring forth the encouragement word of God. I speak it forth unto those who are willing to listen and proceed that they may receive. Now, if you choose not to, then that is your choice and that is your right because we all have free will to choose or not to choose whatever is being presented, whatever is being offered, whatever is before us, whatever, 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 and so forth and so on. And this is my thing. If you yourself choose not to listen to the podcast, to partake of the messages, then my simple thing is this. Don't try to do anything to hinder someone else from doing so. You cannot make a decision for that person or persons. But however, you are able to make a decision for yourself because God has given you free will as well as he has given everybody else. But it is an individual free will. It's not a jointed free will. It only becomes jointed when two people or more come together and they decide that, hey, we're going to do this or do that. Now you're exercising your ability to decide and make a decision. And come together to do so. But unless a person comes together with you. Stands in, stands in agreement with you. Don't force them. To try to do so. Because at that beginning. At, at that given time. They, they, they're not interested in what you have to say. They're not trying to. Uh, deter their blessings. 
And it is my desire, my prayer, in hopes that you will not do that as well. But, hey, there are those that will, and there are those that do. So, it will be what it's going to be. But my brothers and sisters, I pray that as I bring forth this message, as I present this content to you, that you are in the mindset where in that of your spirit that you're able to not just, you know, have an open heart and open mind, but you are joyful in your spirit to be received in, in that of the way of perceiving what's coming forth so that you can be received of it. And it, and, it, and it will be walked out in your life. It will be carried out in your life. And you will be just that much more blessful. Um, anything that is of God is challenging to bring forth and to present to another. First of all, because you're, you're, you're having to get past that barrier of what people believe or not believe. Because people will not, if they do not believe it, then they won't accept it. And then some people have gone as far as to say, oh, I'm tired of hearing that. Oh, so and so and so. You need to get in. And then now they will start bringing in profanity and any other kind of choice words into the conversation. Uh, I have learned down through the years that it's best not to force someone to be receiveth of what it is that you bring forth in that of God's words. It's on your heart to say something to someone, say it. Speak what God has laid upon your heart and his commanding of your spirit to do so. But once you release that word to them, you've done what you were called to do. God has, God has given you an assignment to release his word. And once you release that word, and you have done what is laid upon your heart to do to the fullest, of that which is commanded. You've done. What is needed of you. You have no control over what a person does or does not do with that information. It is in your heart. Yeah you hope and pray in, your, in, in, in the deepest desires and that of your spirit. That they will take that information. And that they will receive it in a way. You know as they're perceiving it. They will receive it in a way that will be blessful. And that they will believe and give their lives unto Christ. But you can't make them do that. That is a choice all and within that of themselves to make. And they have to do it willingly and freely from that of any coercion. Any temptation. Any, 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 any manipulation. Any threats. And. Sometime I believe. As Christians for some. That's difficult. Because they believe. That they're supposed to just drive that into a person. You know. That you're supposed to go out. And really truly just. Push a person. To give their lives to Christ. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be truly honest with you. As a Christian, I find it disrespectful at times when I am approached with that of God's word, and I am approached in a way to where I feel like you're being aggressive. I will quickly say, you know what, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I am a born again, you know, believer, and I, I'm, I'm, but I'm good though. You know, thank you. And if they still want to try to be, well, did you know that? Uh, as I stated, I'm good. Thank you. So then, I by me saying that, that doesn't mean that. I shoot down everybody that tries to come to me and to uh, bring forth that of God's word. Because, see, this is the thing. There's going to be times God is, may want to speak to you. And he may use someone else to do it. So, 
no, I don't, I, I, I it's, you know, I, I'm not going to do that to everybody that approaches me and, and wants to bring forth God's word. Only those who I sense are doing it in a way to where it's very aggressive, in a way to where they're seeming to make it more of a game, more of a challenge. You know, and they're not really truly thinking about the person of whom they are approaching in the way that they need to be uh, catering to that person. Now, now I'm not saying that we need to be uh, with a demeanor that is so, like, very soft and, and uh, Excuse me. Very soft and very like you know, as they say, soft, softly spoken to where like a person can barely hear what you're saying. No, you want to, you know, you do want to talk up. And you don't want to speak to where you can be heard, but you want to be mindful of how you speak. You want to be mindful of how you approach a person. It's all about the body language and the vibe that that person's gonna get from you when you approach them. Because trust me, when you come off of them in the wrong way, they're gonna cut you down quick. They will. They're going to cut you down quick. They're going to be like, no, I'm good. I'm not interested. And they'll walk away. You know, even if they're sitting right there, they might get up and walk away from you. So it it, it really is, uh, I don't want to say like an art to it, but let the Spirit of God lead you. And if you're flowing in the love of Christ, you'll you'll be able to approach people as you need to. And you'll be able to say what is what, what is needed to be said to that person them to be received or what is on your heart to release but if you come at them and you come at them all in that which is of your flesh they're going to treat you the same way so that's why I say you know it's it's important that we utilize our gifts and we flow in that which is given unto us a flow in we're not all we're not all meant to do the same thing. We 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 may have the same gifts, but we don't have the same ministerial territories. Let me say that again. We may all have the same gifts. A few of us. But we do not all have the authority. To minister in the same ministerial territories. In other words, meaning that you may have the same gifts that I have to edify and, you know, to build people up and encourage. But your your ministerial territory is your ministerial territory. And mine is mine. You do not have the authority to come over into my ministerial territory and begin to do anything in my ministerial territory. That God did not give you the, the authority to do. That's just like a pastor cannot go to another church and just get up and go walk up in the pulpit and start a preaching. It don't work like that. He or she has to be invited. And trust me, if you are invited, best believe that that pastor or that bishop or that apostle has already had a moment before God. And God has released An authority word making it okay for that person to be invited because see when that person is invited that person is invited to stand in the pulpit and as a pastor and as a bishop as an apostle of any given ministry or church you don't let any one or anything stand up in your pulpit unless you know for sure that they are and for that of God and how are you going to know that unless you are connected with God? So at the end of the day, I don't care what I don't care what church you pastor, I don't care what congregation, how large the congregation is that you minister over. If you are not invited, you can't just walk up into somebody's church and think you're going to go straight up into their pulpit. You can't sit on the front row and think you're going to go straight from the front front pew and go stand up in somebody's pit and go to begin to talk 
Because you're going to get kindly escorted out. Because why? First of all, you have not been given <laughs> the authority. You have not been invited. So thus there has not been an authority issued that says it is okay for you to come in. You know, that 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 man of the house, that man of God of that house, of that church, of that minister, has to have received the okay from God. Because see, if it's on him, it's on his mind, on her mind to say, you know, hey, uh, I was thinking about this person and thinking about maybe having this person come and speak. Best believe now, if they truly are a man or woman of God, they're going to present that before God before they make a decision. They're going to present that before God before they make a decision. And they're going to wait on God to, for an answer. They're not just going to just automatically just say, yeah, you know, he seemed to be preaching okay. And then go ahead and just invite them to go preach. No. They're going to present that before God. They're going to go before God for that first. As they should. Because they have to protect the life of that of their congregation. They are in authority over that ministerial territory. And their ministerial territory is that of the congregation. Of which they minister over. And so they, that's part of their ministerial territory. So they have to protect that. And, and the one way to protect that is not allow any and everything or everybody to come up forth and speak unto that congregation. So brothers and sisters. As you... Walk out that what is laid upon your heart to do. Walk it out in that of your minister territory. Stay in your lane, in other words. Stay in your lane. You Just because you see Simon over here doing this and doing that, you see Jacob over there doing that, and you see Mary, Mary Lou over here, you, you're not them. You're not them. You are you. And you are in that of your ministerial territory. So whatever God has given you to do, that's what you need to be focusing on doing. You can't do what Mary Lou over there are doing. If it's meant for you to be a part of that, then God will have a word with Mary Lou. Or Mary Lou will go before God and say, hey, you know, I seen uh, Brother Tim over here. He seemed to be doing a good thing here where it's concerning your word. You know, unto that of your people, you know, he's encouraging them with that of your word. He's being truthful. He's bringing forth the fullness of that of God, of your word. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking and it's in my spirit to bring him over to uh, speak some encouraging words unto the congregation. But Heavenly Father, I want to bring this before you first to see if this is, you know, something that is a pleasing unto you. Because you, I only see what I see. And I only hear what I hear, but you know, Brother Tim, and you know whether or not what he's doing is pleasing unto you. So, and that, and that's how that is. We 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 need to be really mindful as we are moving forth in this day and age. What we open ourselves up to. And, and that goes both ways. That's not just as what we receive from what people, what people are saying and what people are doing, but also what what we ourselves are doing and presenting to people. So that goes both ways. You know that that when they say, "Hey, be mindful," you know, of what of what you allow yourself to be involved in, be be mindful of what you open your gates to. That go both ways. It doesn't just go uh, uh, in, in, in that in that 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 
perception of like oh what you receive into your hey, oh you know don't go watch that movie because you know that movie that movie portrays some things that you know are, are evil well in the same way as you open your gates up to receive that you same thing you not open your gates to pro project anything outwardly as you're worrying about something coming in inwardly you don't want to project anything outwardly that is not you know, of God. The word tells us that the flesh is warring, war, warring with the spirit as the spirit is warring with the flesh. And it says that it fights against each other so that neither can do that what it desires. That neither can do what it wants. Now, the spirit is supposed to be all holy and all things be that of God and bring you in remembrance and keep you in remembrance of things of that of God which is spoken and which is that of God. The flesh is going to be of that of the self, the flesh. So whatever it do, whatever it says, whatever it seeks, whatever it is flesh. The Spirit is trying to keep the flesh in that of submittance so that which is needed to be done in that of God can be done in that of God and of God as well as through God. Because, see, we, 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 without God, we are flesh. Truthfully, just nothing but flesh, bone. Really, to really, truly, to break it down for you even more, we ain't nothing but dust. Formed to be that of flesh and bones. We're nothing without God. So we should not at any kind of in any kind of way at any get you know at any at any time. At any given time we should not think that we all that and that we do this and we do that. You know, when I do this and you do that, you gonna see what I am. You gonna see who I am. Well you ain't nothing without God. Just because you might be able to do this and do that, you how are you doing it though? You're doing it in that of the flesh. So it ain't gonna last. It ain't gonna stand. It ain't gonna have no bearings on me. We excuse me. Are in a time. We must get serious about what God has laid upon our hearts to do. And we must fight. We all have our own individual issues that we are addressing. We all have our spirits and our demons, as they like to say, that we have to deal with. We all have our little secrets of things, of, of, of sins that we're, 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 we're trying to purge ourselves of. And that we turn over to God daily. Second by second every day. We're turning over our sins unto God. We're confessing and, and releasing these stains that tempt us. And bring forth urges unto that of our, you know. And we, we're, we're, we're constantly doing that. As we should. We should always keep ourselves before God as, as much as we can. Because the more we do that, the less we will we will sin. And it's challenging. It really truly is challenging because with everything going on in the world today, the flesh is trying harder and harder to coerce you, to get you caught up into what it is desiring to have or do. And it would do so by any means necessary. The flesh cares nothing about you more than what it can get you to do. And once accomplished and achieved, it cares nothing else about you. Because the flesh will the flesh will manipulate for as long as it needs until it's tired. And when the tired, when the, when the, when the flesh is tired of you, when the flesh no longer has any use for you, then it will let you go.
and move on. Now, when I say I'm talking like that, I'm really truly talking about the devil. He will use you. He will manipulate you. And when he's done, when he's done, he cares nothing about you. Because he's got you to do what he wanted you to do. So your welfare, your 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 well being is no is no of no concern unto him. It's sweet talking, you know, and, and you know, and nicely and all this other kind of stuff and, and everything and then but once the agenda has been achieved, once the goal has been accomplished, you don't know you. And all those things that you thought were promised unto you, vanish. Vanish in DNA. They become rotten. They become as of not. Keep your mindset focused in that which is true. It's challenging, my brothers and sisters. Living this life as a Christian disciple unto Christ. It's challenging. As we do so for the glory, glory unto that of our God. It's challenging. Every second and every moment of the day is challenging. And it's challenging in so many ways. We might get bombarded with problems one moment. Then now we're getting slapped with troubles the next moment. Then we got a life issue that don't rear it up and got us twist here and twist there and thrown there and thrown here. And then if that ain't enough, then now here come the challenge. Here come the challenge that is is the biggest challenge that we've had to deal with so far. And after going through everything we don't went through, after dealing with every trouble that it seemed like could come our way, every problem that seemed like it want to arise, and every life issue that seemed like it want to throw itself around. Now, here I am. Being challenged by the very thing that I was afraid would come forth. The very thing that I was concerned would happen. The very thing that I feared would take place. If that does not beat all. And we, 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 we're lost and we don't know what to do sometimes. We know that God's right there for us. We know. But sometimes we just get lost because we get lost because we, 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 we have a hard time bridging the gap between what God promised and what the world is showing us. God has promised that, hey, I got you. I'm going to bring you through this. But then the world is showing us something that seems to be in that of our eyes, which is that of carnalness discerning, seems to be impossible to overcome. Seems to be impossible to make it through, let alone overcome. But God is saying, I have you. Matter of fact, the Lord has told us that Hey, you're going to have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. I've already, I've already overcome the world. He didn't say, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of overcoming the world. He didn't say, I have a plan to overcome the world. He didn't say, next Tuesday after next, I'm going to overcome the world. He said, no, I have already overcome the world. Let us stand our grounds in that of Christ. Let us go forth each and every day knowing that, yes, things are going to happen. Knowing that, yes, we're going to have opposition. 
Knowing that, yes, we are going to be challenged. Knowing that, yes, a problem will arise. And troubles may come. And weeping may endure for a night. But, oh, blessed the old Lord thy God. Joy cometh in the morning. Joy cometh in the morning. You're going to endure and go through some things, you know. But, hey, joy cometh in the morning. The renewing joy that the Lord bring forth. His renewing strength. And everlasting and vastness of that of his rescue. It is replenished daily. And it is replenished with everlasting strength. So, brothers and sisters, whatever it is that you're dealing with, whatever it is that you're undergoing, whatever trouble that came forth, whatever problem has arised, it is not too big. It is not too horrific, too burdensome, too heavy, that the Lord thy God cannot accomplish what is needed to be accomplished to bring you through and bring you out on the other end. Because, see, you already are victorious. And through him you are more than a conqueror. Amen? Mm, blessed be Father God. If they are more share up by seeking and I ever will see. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the blessings brought forth, O oh Father God, by the desires of your heart upon that of your people. I pray that my willingness and the diligentness of my efforts to bring forth the encouragement of your word and present it unto your people will continue to be a pleasing unto you and that you will continue to honor thy prayers that are spoken and petitioned unto your throne room on behalf of those of Father God who are truly needing of you those who are truly needing of you in their lives Father God we know that there are those who may not even know you there are those who never really truly thought of you until the moment where their lives just took a turnaround for the worse. And now they're just, they're, just they're, they're, they're wondering and just standing aimlessly. Is there any hope? Is there any hope? Is there any hope for me? And then they hear about you. For the first time in their lives, they truly hear about you. And it's not like you just appeared all of a sudden right now. But it's that they have been so mentally blocked out by the world. caught up in the vastness of the things going on around them that they were not perceiving unto you. But now they are. Now they perceive you. Now they're seeking and desiring you in their lives. I pray, Father, that that desire will strengthen. I pray that they will form a zeal for the blessedness of your kingdom. And Heavenly Father, I thank you for that of the blessings of your kingdom pouring into their lives with abundantness of overflow. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that that which was dried up is now becoming a vast waterland. Bringing forth blessings out the blessings out the blessings. 
fullness, O Father God, that never runs dry. Pouring forth all that which is of you constantly with that of abundance. O Heavenly Father, meet them where they're at. Pour into their lives the blessedness of that of you. Let that of the resources of your kingdom give way unto them, blessing them in every area of need. And let there be not one area that is untouched by that of the overflow of your refuge, by that of the abundantness of your resources. That they may live their lives not wanting, not desiring for anything, and there being no lack. Blessed be, O oh God, that they are living prosperous lives in that of you. And in their homes, there's unity and love. And everyone is fruitful. Blessed the O Father God, that they are lifted up out of the milk in the mind. They've been set anew, cleansed off from all the filthy sins that so heavily besieged them. O Heavenly Father, I pray for the blessedness of your kingdom to shower down upon those who are truly in need. There are some who may not be able to speak for themselves. There are some that are so caught up, O oh Father God, in the lives that they live that they have no word to say. But you can see, O oh Father God, their desires and their needs in that of the look of their face. You can tell by their body language, O oh Father God, that they're crying out unto thee. But no words are being heard. And I thank you that you're answering their prayers now. I thank you that you have heard their cries. The word tells us that the Lord is keen to the cries of the righteous. That, that he hears his ears are attentive. Oh, blessed you. That thou art attentive unto thy needs. And that we thank you, Father, for that you know what our needs are before we can even ask. Before we can even desire for them to be fulfilled. We thank you. For that you grant unto us what we need. And in that of your mercy and your grace. That you even grant unto us that of our desires. Heavenly Father I thank you for the blessings pouring out right now over that of your people. I thank you oh Heavenly Father that the knowledge of that of you. Is coming forth and being instilled into them now. I thank you oh Heavenly Father that they have been strengthened. As they have been refused oh Father God. And so now they're ready to go through another chapter of their travels. They're ready to deal with another season, oh Father God. For they stand strong and mighty in that of you. And it is so in Jesus' name. Amen. Whosoever refreshes others will be refreshed. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humanity comes wisdom. The integrity of the upright guides them. But the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. The righteous of the blameless makes their path straight. But the wicked are brought down by their own wickedness. The righteousness of upright delivers them. But the unfaithful are trapped. By evil desires. The righteous person. Is rescued from trouble. 
and it falls on the wicked instead. With their mouths, the godless destroy their neighbors, but through knowledge, the righteous escape. When the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. When the wicked perish, there are shouts of joy. Through the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted, but by the mouth of the wicked, it is destroyed. A kind-hearted woman gains honor, but ruthless men gain only wealth. Those who are kind benefit themselves, but the cruel bring ruin on themselves. A wicked person earns deceptive wages, but the one who sows righteously reaps a sure reward. The Lord detests those whose hearts are perverse, but he delights in those whose ways are blameless. One person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper whenever refreshes. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes another will be refreshed. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. People curse the one who har who hearts. People curse the one who hoards gain grain. People curse the one who hoards grain, but they pray God's blessings on the one who is willing to sell. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and the one who is wise saves lives. Brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, the blessedness of Proverbs is truthfully a wonderful thing. It really truly brings forth all the goodness of its knowledge unto us all. And if we just take time to be in in, 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 in that humbleness and meekness, we will gain much knowledge. And the knowledge is free. That's what's truly so amazing about it. The knowledge is free. Beyond a fee is humbleness. When we humble ourselves and we are meek, we learn much. We gain much knowledge and we become wise. But when we scurry around like we know everything and we got this and got that going on. And we lord over others all that which is blessed unto us to have. We will soon find ourselves in that of poverty. Because truthfully, we have not learned anything. So brothers and sisters, I, I, I encourage you. To be blissful. In that and with that. Which has been bestowed unto you. The gift that God has given unto you. Go forth and be fruitful. Not just in that where it's beneficial unto you, but to where it's beneficial unto others. Because that gift is not just for you. That gift, matter of fact, really is not for you. But it's for those that you will encounter. And you are to share it with abundance. In that of humbleness and meekness. Amen. Alrighty, brothers and sisters, that notification was letting me know that we are at that moment in the show where it's time to bring forth the spiritual food for thought. 
for this week and the spiritual food for thought for this week is as follows. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Once again, spiritual food for thought for this week. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. You know, as I was reading that, I, I, I honestly have to say there's so much truth to that. Just as there's always truth in that of God's word, but there is so much truth to that. And, and, and the reason I'm, I'm, I'm really like hyping on it like that is because, think about it. Think about the last time when you did something for someone. And you did it without any selfish gain. You did it out of no, you know, you did you did it for no selfish gain. You did it for no, no, no gain for yourself. No, no, no benefit to come back on you. You just did it because you sensed or you seen or you knew that that person was in need. Whether you were standing in line at the grocery store or department store and somebody in front of you was paying for something and they miscalculated. Or for some reason something's going on with their card is not working. And, and 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 whether or not you believe that they have funds on their card or don't have funds on their card, you you just it was laid upon your heart at that moment to say, you know what? Let me go ahead and help this person out. It's five bucks, it's not nothing. Or it's ten bucks, or it's twenty bucks. You spend that in gas. You know, and, and instead of saying, Man, that's twenty dollars, I can put it in my gas tank. Oh, that's twenty dollars towards my my bill. My I need my my bill. Sometimes when we make a sacrifice, that sacrifice is kind of like being obedient because if God has laid lays it on put your heart to do something for somebody, and if you follow through, it's blessful because obedience is better than sacrifice. But this right here, it says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. So I mention all that to really just kind of give you just a little kind of like glimpse on what that's, if, you know, just to kind of say you've had that feeling before. You've been there. Whenever you've done something nice for a person, just as I was stating, you know, whether it's standing behind somebody in the grocery store or department store and, you know, and you, 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 you pay for their bill. Or you standing in front of somebody and you say, hey, uh, I got them too. And you don't even know what they're going to buy. You can just kind of look in their cart and say, okay, they probably got about maybe $10, $15 worth of, worth of stuff. I got them. You know what I'm saying? And you say, hey, I got them. You know, how did it feel to you when you did that? When that whole transaction was done with, and that person thought, that person thank you, that person looked at first, number one, they're going to look at you like, huh? <laughs> you know? And, and they're going to be like, thank you. Because, see, you never know what somebody's going through. That person could be in a situation where they're sitting there truly counting pennies. Like, okay, well, if I go ahead and do this, then that's going to put me here. And then, okay, I have that. Then I have this. Okay. Um, okay, so I should be, I'm going to be like almost right there. Hey, I'm going to be like almost right there on my budget. Oh, okay. And then you come along and say, uh, excuse me, I got you. Go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and pay for your your items. You're going to look at them like, what? Did this person just say? They talking to me? <laughs> you know, you like. But see, God works that way. How did it feel when you have done that for somebody? And see, some of us, we've done it more than once. We've done it a couple of times. We've done it a few times. But how did it feel when you did it? What was the feeling? How did it feel? Was it good? Was it blessful? Did you enjoy it? Were you shocked that you did it? How did it make you feel? Did it make you feel refreshed? When we bless others with no 
desire to be blessed back. Lord, Lord, Lord. That's when the blessings are overflow. That's when the blessings are overflow. When we bless others with no desire or no hidden agenda to be blessed back. That's when it's overflow. That's when the blessings of God are released with overflow. Now, you might not see that overflow like right away. But you're going to be blessed with overflow. And that overflow might not necessarily come back unto you in that of a monetary blessing. It might come back to you in another way. A door opportunity might have been opened up for you. Somebody might come along and bless you with something that you need. You know, but it may not be a, a monetary blessing. It might be, you know, you might have been in need of, of some more some more socks. You might have been in need of some more pens. You might have been need, in need of a, a nice suit. But you was waiting for the right moment to get one. And somebody come along and say, hey, um, what's your size? I've been meaning to ask you that, you know, last time we had got together. See, I meant to ask you, you know, what's your, what, what size do you wear in, 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 in a suit blazer? What, what size do you, you know, in slacks? Because I think I came across this suit and I thought that, you know, but it's not, you know, it's, it's brand new, man. And I I mean, it's a nice suit. And I just said, you know, hey, I was going to just give it to somebody that, you know, could wear it, somebody that, you know. And I thought about you. I thought that, you know, hey, you look like you could wear it, man. So, hey. People, I've had that happen to me. I've had people give me, I have had, well, give me, like, bags of clothes. And I'm not too proud to accept clothes. I'm not too proud to accept stuff like that. I'm not. There are people who are too proud. They're like, nah, I'm good. I don't need, man, look at here. Go ahead and take that. Go ahead and take it. And then whatever you don't need or whatever you can't use, just pass it on. Whether it be giving to somebody else that you know that can need it or whether you take it to the Goodwill or to a thrift store, you know, in your neighborhood or whatever. Pass it on. Pass it forth. Pay it forth, as they say. Don't be too proud because, see, this is the thing. You'll be surprised what you... I, listen, when I had somebody gift me a lot of clothes like that, I found a lot of stuff. That I was like, wow, this is some nice. I'm up to my stuff that's so brand, that's brand new, ain't never been touched. That you could tell this person just had hanging in their closet, just hanging there. They never wore nothing. Brand new stuff. And then you get it and you, 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 you know, you look at it and say, oh, oh man, this is my size. So, you know, you, you get it and you, you know, Take it to the cleaners or either you wash it, whatever you're going to do to it, you know, so that you can wear it. But that's a blessing. And, and, and there are people who turn stuff like that down. And I'm like, why? Because, see, there's, there's truly a difference between not needing it. And then just being too proudful to accept it. It's a difference. Don't let your pride talk you out of receiving truthfully a blessing from God. Truthfully. Amen. Truthfully. Some of all parts of this week's message is quoted from Proverbs 11. Excuse me. Once again, all of or part of this week's message Some or all parts of this week's message is quoted from Proverbs 11. 2, 3, 5, 6, 8, 9, 
10, 11, 16, 17, 18, 20, 24, 25, and 30. Once again, some or all parts of this week's message is quoted from Proverbs 11, Scriptures 2, 3, 5, 6, 8, 9, 10, 11, 16, 17, and 18, 20, 24, 25, 26, and 30. And that is found in the NIV. For more encouragement throughout the week, you can go over to Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, and you will find us as Encouragement Daily Blog. Once again, for more encouragement throughout the weeks, follow us over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter as Encouragement Daily Blog. If you are someone who is more into podcasts, you're more into audio, and receiving the word and receiving encouragement, uh, through that of audio, you can go over to anchor.fm, look for us as Encouragement Daily Podcast. Once again, that's anchor.fm, Encouragement Daily Podcast. Anchor.fm, Encouragement Daily Podcast. Brothers and sisters, I thank you for your time allowing to be received of this week's message. I pray that this message be a blessedness into your lives as you progress farther into that of your travels. And I, I pray that you truly, in all fullness of that of the Lord, have been able to perceive this message, that you receive it, and that all that fullness of this word is being carried out in your life in the name of Jesus. May the blessedness of this life be continuously encouraging unto you. And as you finish out this day, in the remainder of this week, may all things be more in joyfulness than that of the Lord. And until next time we come together for an encouraging fellowship, may the blessedness of that of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, be with you in abundance and all the joy that he brings forth. Amen. God bless you, people.